I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the live lord, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Woo! We're live on Hot Mike right now, European friendly time on Thursday afternoon, 2 p.m. Central time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Taking a bunch of mailbag questions today, having fun with it. Nick, I just... I mean, for this podcast, in order for us to be the best podcast out there, we're going to get more people involved. It, it just can't just be you. And I just want to say, I mean, it, we just have to get more more people involved right now for us to succeed. The producer of this podcast gets, you know, I, I know they go to Nick and Isaac a lot, but in order for us to, to go farther, we're going to have to get more people involved. I mean, it's going to have to be more than just Nick and Isaac in order to get this going. <laughs> What when when did Michael Porter Jr. think <laughs> is this the first time in his life that he wants shots? Or the first time in his life he wants shots. He's one <laughs> It was a vaccination joke. Sorry guys. But uh I I just how he feels so entitled on that team is is baffling to me. When at what point do we get either like a Bill Simmons or some kind of write up from the athletic, like something from somebody in ESPN, like first take something where they take those quotes and then they attach it to the AAU entitlement, right? Like, are we, has that happened already? Has that, has that story oh, already happening. been filed? Has that podcast already been recorded? Cause man, the amount of NBA players across the league that are ripping him on Twitter is wow. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it's crazy. It's crazy. All right. On today's show, we're live. Like Isaac said, on the Hot Mic app, we have a, a playoff games you know level of people in here right now. So we appreciate all you guys live on Hot Mic. You can download the app, enter the promo code Nick Van Exit, and then you can turn on notifications to know when we go live. We try to do one of these once a week, and then I'm going to keep doing some games as well during the playoffs. On today's show, though, we're doing a straight-up mailbag, so we have a whole bunch of questions coming in. If you're on Hot Mic right now, start getting your questions in. We'll get to as many of them as we can. And uh, but before we get to that, Isaac, we have been doing five star Apple podcast review questions. So if you have a question, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five star review. Put a question in there. We'll answer it. This one comes from GHCFJ, who pretty much came some a listener that probably came up with a new account just to send in this question. So we really appreciate that. Uh, I said, been following you guys for two years now. Really enjoy your takes. Keep up the good work. We will. Mailbag question. How do you feel about Kelly Oubre? And what would it take to get him from the Suns? I was thinking maybe Wright, Powell, and our two picks this year. Would you be down for that? Or is that just a bad deal? Two picks this year. Oof. Okay. Well, one, this is like an evergreen tweet question because we always get asked about Kelly Oubre. Um. He is Always. just 24. It, it never fails. Every single <laughs> trade deadline, every offseason, someone brings up Kelly Oubre. Always. Yes. And, you know, I think he shot like 35%, 36% from three. He is a wing, 6'7 wing. We can always use wings. But Powell, DeLon, both picks for him, um, that's too much for me. And Now, okay, I will say this. 
in that scenario, you would be opening up future cap space because Kelly Oubre next year is an expiring contract at $14.3 million. So you would be getting rid of the long-term money to DeLon, to Dwight, and to both draft picks, uh, quite frankly, which you know, isn't a ton, but still... I just don't it's that's not worth it for me of there's other moves out there that where you can open up cap space and Kelly Rubé is not that good for me. Yeah, I'm I'm not there on Kelly. If you're going to make a move like that where you're giving up draft capital and role players, you know, and all that, I think you have to get a player that's going to fit some of those boxes and he doesn't fit the he doesn't fit any of the boxes, right? Like he's not an elite or a really good defender. He's an okay defender. Like he just doesn't fit enough boxes for me. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not there with Kelly Rubé. It, it would have to in in some type of framework of that deal. It would have to be something for me to even like think about it, like a Delon thirty, you know, thirty one, something like that for for Ubre. But I don't think Phoenix does that. So, yeah, no, I, I don't think Phoenix would do that either. I I don't really have too much interest in Kelly Ubre. All right, moving on. Um, let's get some of this news that we've seen over the last couple of. Uh, last couple of days that we haven't gotten to on the podcast. The NBA draft date has been moved back to November 18th. That is still up in the air, but it feels like that's going to be the date, November 18th. So uh, nine weeks, nine weeks away is the NBA draft. How are you feeling about the NBA draft coming? And uh, you still feel like the Mavericks trade their picks? Um, I think they trade at least one. I, I just don't see them bringing in two rookies or more than two rookies uh, to camp next whenever I don't even say next year but whenever it is so I don't know what they do we have mixed reviews on the draft I don't think when people say the draft's bad it's just it's just rem- reminder it's not there's no Zion you know yeah, there's no there's top. nobody like that at the top I think there's a lot of solid role players that can be you know quality spots on some teams on playoff teams too it's just yeah now if Dallas there's so many different things Dallas can do. There's a run of wings that can happen in the middle of first. They could, you know, package 31 and 18 to try to move up and bring in one rookie to camp for sure. But if they trade both their picks, I wouldn't be surprised either if they attach picks to players to open up cap space this summer or future. Like Dallas could do anything and everything on draft night. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. They do have to actually select a player, so they will draft them. They, yeah. they can't trade the picks before the draft, so um, or at least the, the first-round pick. Also, the all-defensive teams were announced. Not really any surprises. It depends on what you think. Drew Holiday was a snub. Some some NBA players like J.J. Redick and Damian Lillard were saying that he was a snub from all-defense. Uh, the big surprise, though, Kristaps Porzingis, second-place vote. You know, so he got one uh, second team vote, which is pretty cool for him to get a vote in the forward category. One other Maverick received a vote. No, it was Ooh. not Maxi Kleba. No, it was not Dorian Finney-Smith. No, it was J- not Tim Hardaway Jr. No, it was not J.J. Barea. No, it was not DeLon mm. Wright. <laughs> Luka Doncic received a first place vote for the all defensive team. This is not a Let's joke. Go. Someone with an actual real vote. Voted for it was Luka not Dodgers. Brad Townsend, so don't don't come it off. It wasn't that Brad, Brad, so that's the beat writer. I don't think any I don't think any other Mavs beat writers have votes. Does McMahon have a vote? Probably, uh, maybe. I think so. I know, but some he wouldn't past do that. He's, did, not, but... he's not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, friend either. of the pod, Tim McMahon would not do that. Uh, do any of the Mavs.com people? You are, do you guys over there have votes? Because no, we don't. <laughs> It's not I know Dwayne Eddie, and Eddie anymore. I know. We can't blame Dwayne and Eddie for this anymore. I was going to say, I know Dwayne and Eddie used to have votes, but they don't now. <laughs> they don't anymore. 
so, so weird that Luka Doncic got a first place guard vote. So people were upset that Drew Holiday got snubbed. Somebody's ballot had Luka snubbing everyone. All the guards. Yeah. Smart. Everybody. Beverly. So you know who didn't get a first team uh, all defensive vote? Trey Young. <laughs> so I know that we hate on people for, you know, the Luka Trey Young trade saying that it was, you know, a fair deal or saying that the Hawks won that trade and stuff like that. Do we then, because st- we know the guy that made this vote, right? It's that random dude that had yeah. like, Whiteside and Drummond and all those. It was that guy on Twitter. So when do we start making fun of a guy that loves the Mavericks too much, right? Like it gives them unnecessary love <laughs> instead of. Like other media people that hate on the Mavericks. When do we do that? We we never, we never, we never go that far. I guess not. We welcome him. I guess not. All right, coming up, we're going to get into your questions. A whole bunch of them coming in on Hot Mike. We'll get into your questions, all kinds of stuff about the Mavericks, what their over under should be, trades for Dennis Schroeder, maybe. We'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes I have this problem where I want a certain type of food. My wife wants a certain type of food. We just have a craving, something different that we want, and we want to get two different things, but we don't want to have to go all the way to somewhere else, go all the way to somewhere else after that, then drive all the way back home because we're not going to eat at a restaurant right now. We could solve both those problems with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food that you're craving right now to your door no matter what you want. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Do it right now. Choose what you want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. They have over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. You can support your local go-tos or some of your favorite national chains as well. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code Locked On NBA. Don't forget that's code Locked On NBA for five dollars off your first order with DoorDash. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some of these questions. We'll do some of them rapid fire since we haven't gotten to some of them yet. Ryan says, with no significant changes for the Mavs, so they don't make any huge moves. Is the over under for the Mavs wins next year fifty one and a half? Do you think it should be higher, lower? Would you take the over under on that? Uh, with no significant changes to they the roster, the fifty-one and a half. That is another what eight wins, something like that, or seven wins. That's a man. Did he set that number? Because that's a good number. That's a good number. Good job, Ryan. Good call. A good job, Ryan. Um, I'll take slight under, right at fifty, fifty-one, somewhere through there, with no no roster upgrades. Okay, Slide so up. over under, would you take Would you take the over or the under on that? 51 and a half, the under. Ooh. Yeah, With no all roster right. upgrades, the under. I think KP's going to have some type of rest plan next year. So yeah. if, if we're assuming that there's nobody else on the roster that's going to be a, if Tim Hardaway's the third piece next year and KP's on a rest type of plan or management plan, uh, I'll take slight under 50, 51 wins. Yeah, and we're going to have to – it's going to be some kind of injury situation, right? I mean, that yeah. can always come up and you never know, and that's why it's called betting. It's a risk for sure. Bronson says, how good of a coach is Rick in the grand scheme of coaches in the league? What uh, like what him a genius? I don't know what that means, but what do you, what do you think about Carlisle in the grand scheme? I mean, he's, he's a really good coach, right? I think he's definitely yeah. you know an above-average coach. You know, if you start going top five, oh, yeah. there's just – 
I don't know if I could rank coaches with that like level of precision at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's definitely a top-tier coach, 1,000%. And he is so highly regarded among the league. I mean, he's not – this isn't an indicator of just, like, how good he is, but it's he's not the head of the you know coaches' association for, you know, no reason. And he is super respected. He's super smart. As far as, like, in-game adjustments and bringing – I think this is what you hear the most from people is he brings the best out of everybody. And – I think we kind of get this bias because we watch these guys. Nick made a joke on yesterday's pod about like Jalen Brunson's like, oh, we love Brunson here, but people around the league. I think he he like he amplifies to your max like potential as a role player in Dallas. And what does you know what would Rick do with a Giannis KP Luca? I don't know. I mean, that's when you would really see the coaching chops of Rick because in a way, like Rick's never had the stacked team, you know, he's never had what Spo had with Miami. He's never had, you know, AD and LeBron. He's never had that. It's he's made the best out of what he's had and he's had good rosters, but what would he do with a big, you know, big three? I don't know. And I, hopefully we get to see that. Hopefully we get to see it. Uh, you know, I have, you know, I, I think he's probably top 10, maybe top five. You could convince me. That's that's where I think he is in the grand scheme of things. Ryan brings up the question. Dennis Schroeder for the 31st pick or the 18th pick with Wright and Jackson doesn't hurt the 2021 cap space, but adds a change of pace creator and a three point shooter off the ball. Isaac, what do you think about a Dennis Schroeder trade? I like it. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do DeLon, Justin and 31 for Schroeder, I'm down. Down. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. You know, I think your question is, I think the bigger question is, would OKC do that? I think Schroeder has a little bit more value than that. And I think if they just held on to him, I think another team would give him a little bit more. But, I mean, they would get another younger guard in DeLon who kind of, you know, would slide into the Dennis Schroeder role. He's just not as good as Schroeder. But you get that 31st pick, which is a cost control type of contract and stuff. So I reached out to host of the Locked on Thunder and listener of this pod, Ryland Styles, and he said, so I said, what would the, you know, would the Thunder do the 31st with DeLon and Justin Jackson for Schroeder? And he said, I think they'd do that, especially for the 18th pick. Honestly, I think the Thunder would trade anyone they can right now because they're so high on their young core, Shea, Dort, and Baisley. I think a few of these next two loaded draft classes as their window, they try to get their star. They have all these picks going forward, so they're just going to try to take as many shots as they can. Um, He says he thinks that they're going to trade everybody. He thinks they're going to try to trade Adams because he's going to be an expiring next year. They're going to try to trade Schroeder. They're going to try to trade Chris Chris Paul. So I actually think this deal is, is, you know, plausible and i think that it would it would help both parties i think you give them an extra pick i i almost would do it for the 18th and the 31st pick i mean just go ahead and i mean mm. you want to add that secondary creator i think that he could be he could be good enough to you know he's definitely an upgrade for burke he's an upgrade from you know curry you could start him you could run him that off that six-man role again like i'm totally down for this trade i like this one and he's german hey there you, you go. have to have one you have to have him at least maxi. one maxi's him still and- here but him, him and Maxi have the chemistry. He is still just 26, so yeah. I know he, he he got hated on a lot in, in Atlanta, but I think he was just as deserving as Montez Harrell for six man of the year. He had an incredible year for OKC, I so I think and he can play with Luca and stuff too. So yeah, man, I, I'm all about going and getting Dennis Shooter if you can. Yeah, uh, for sure, I'm, I'm with that. Um, hit a couple more questions here. 
<laughs> Basti says, "What did it take? What would it take to, for us to get rid of Justin and Delon? What would you like to get for these guys? What do you think about you know trades for them? I mean, we've been trying to throw trades around everywhere. Do you think that they're? Do you think that they have value right now on the trade market? I think they have value for sure. I mean, I think you know, I don't think a, a, a playoff team that is looking to make a deep run is you know dying to trade for one of the guys. But I think if you find the right team." Um, not really a lottery team, some middle of the pack team that wants to swing. I mean, Delon's contract's not bad. Like, why we we just talk about it in a sense. Here's the thing with Delon, yeah, for Dallas, we we want to create cap more a little bit more cap space come t- 2021. And when you look at these deals, they're all in the seven, eight, nine, ten million dollar range for Dallas. Delon's the most realistic deal to to move off of because. They love Dwight Powell. Maxi fits so well. Like Dorian at four, that's a steal. So he and he just didn't play in the playoffs. Like he fell out of the rotation. Trey Burke replaced him. So Delon has been the focus point of a lot of these trades because of that. So I think you, you find the right situation. Like we threw out there at Atlanta when we did, you know, we've been doing these trade target podcasts uh, every Tuesday. And we started last week and we talked about Atlanta in that first one. I think it was on Hot Mike of how. Yeah. You know, Atlanta's a prime thing to where they have all this cap space. And if you called them up now, I don't think somebody's just going to take them for free. I think you'd have to, you know, maybe if you're swapping them out for something or kind of like um, Cleveland and Exum, you know, would you swap out DeLon for Exum and DeLon, you know, Exum has a shorter contract or Atlanta, would you attach, you know, the 31st pick with DeLon and send it to Atlanta? And they're like, hey, we'll take another pick and DeLon can play alongside Trey. So I, they don't have zero value they have value it's just i think it's gonna have to be a lottery team and not a really good team and nobody's gonna be handing you draft picks for delon Wright. i'm no. sorry delon Wright gets graded on gets graded on a curve for the mavericks it's like a it's a relative scale because all these other players you know outperformed especially tim hardaway jr outperformed all of yeah. our expectations and he's the one that didn't right he's the only one so he's the most expendable part part of the rotation and so that's why we always throw them into trades. I don't think they have too much value. Some team might want to take a you know a shot at them, but like Isaac said, I don't think you're getting much value back for them. Mavs New Era asked the question, if possible, would you prefer to have Chris Paul and Jeremy Grant this year or save that cap space for a shot at Giannis? So you either get one or the other. If you get Chris Paul and Jeremy Grant this offseason, you can't get Giannis, which is true. You know, What would you rather have? Oh, you got to say for the shot at Giannis. I mean, this is what we've talked about for this, for this whole thing of, like, you have this one chance to go get a Giannis, and I think it would be extremely short-sighted to give up that chance and to say. Now, I think the bigger question. I don't even think that's on the table. I don't. I think if they did a move like that, then they'd know for sure that they're out on all of it. I think the bigger question is the moment Giannis signed, which I think he very well could signs the supermax. What does teams like Dallas and stuff do? Do we see more teams open up for a Chris Paul at that point and say they're more willing to eat into that cap space, but it's not a Giannis or, you know, Giannis or miss that summer. There's a thousand other names that are going to be available that summer. So I still wouldn't touch that cap space. So yeah, for me, that's a no brainer. I say no. And yeah, you you give yourself the chance because what does Chris Paul and Jeremy and Jeremy Grant give you? Are you are you like title favorites at that point? Are you locked in? I, I don't think so. And unless you're going to be locked in for right there at the top for a title, 
then there's it's not it's not worth it for me. No. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with everything you just said. I don't think that you are a lock for a title at that point. And so then, you know, you, you take the chance and you risk it. You're it's not just Giannis or Bust, like you said. There's Kawhi, there's Paul George, there's Victor Oladipo. I mean, we're gonna go through a bunch of names for the 2021 free agent class. And we're gonna do that, you know, as this offseason progresses. So it's not just Giannis or Bust. So I, I definitely keep that. As much as we like the Chris Paul fit with the Mavericks, as much as we love Jeremy Grant, I would rather just keep it for that you know, way bigger potential because you don't raise the floor too much. Like Isaac said with those other moves. So coming up bunch more questions uh, on hot mic. We're getting them. They're all coming in bunch of Chris Paul questions, other stuff about Giannis. We'll talk about all that coming up. Built bar has revamped their bars. I know we've talked about this a couple times, but they have changed their bars up. We've had some listeners reach out and tell us that they've reordered the bars that are the new improved bars. Said that they're much better. They're a little less chewy than the first time. So if you got them the first time, said, ah, this bar is just too chewy. I don't really like it. You can re-up. Try some new ones. They have incredible new flavors. They have 18 amazing different flavors. Double chocolate was one of our favorites. Peanut butter brownie was really good. Peanut butter in general was good. I like the banana bread one. There's all kinds of different flavors. It is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're great for anyone that's worried about their health. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Those are the exact metrics that you want for those. You want low calorie. That's good. Low sugar. That's good. High protein. Good. High fiber. Also, they're low in sugar with being covered by 100% chocolate. That's something you just unheard of. The coconut almond one. 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs as well. That's on the high side of the built bars. 5 grams of, you know, net grams of carbs. Usually it's about 4 or something like that. 5 is high for them, but that's still an incredible value right there if you're just looking at those kind of stats. Right now, go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code locked on at builtbar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more of these questions live on Hot Mike. Patrick France wants to know any word on Dirk's retirement ceremony or statue next season? Question mark. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to hit this one because it's all changed. It's all changed because you can't get fans. You're not going to do any kind of ceremony, Jersey retirement, statue unveiling, you know, naming of anything. If you can't have people gathered together safely, I think all that stuff for Dirk is all pushed back until we can get groups of people inside a building safely again i think that's it's just the way it's going to be which which sucks but you know we know it's coming and we're excited about it it's just not going to come soon yeah i agree you gotta hold at least on the jersey i think there is a scenario that you know depending how long this everything plays out and i think you could pull off the statue but I I, I want to wait on the I, I'd prefer just to wait on both of them. But you could pull off the statue better than the jersey. But yeah, you want that place packed. You want if I mean we were in, like in the house for Derek Harper's jersey retirement in, in Dallas, and everything that 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 happened with Derek Harper and the players they had there, and you know the whole setup and raising the jersey up and the arena, and you you have to have all of that for Dirk's jersey retirement. So wait it out, however long it takes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. Ben asked this question. He says, I perf- you know, I hope there's no COVID, of course, but would a bubble scenario suit the Mavericks next year? So from what we saw just from this bubble scenario, if the, Ma- if the NBA has to do a bubble next year, does that help the Mavericks or hurt the Mavericks? 
Um, that one's tough. I mean, let's just. I mean, I, I don't think there's a way to even answer that because, I mean, you want to say it helps them because they sucked at home last year. <laughs> I, but I mean, you don't think that that's always going to be the case. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's an advantage or a disadvantage. I think we've seen that it's definitely a shooter's it's a shooter's gym now. I mean, players have said that, you know, media people have said it, you know, coaches have said that if when there's no fans, there's really no movement, you know, behind the the you know, the screens, there's no like, camera people set up on the baseline. I think it helps the Mavericks because they're a better offense. And if they can be a better offense, then yeah, it helps that a team that's built around being a better offense. So I'm going to say yes that that helps the Mavericks. However, we've seen the Mavericks win games, you know, not in a bubble. So I'm not, it's not yeah, like it gives I mean, them a five win advantage or whatever, but I think it makes them just a little bit better. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think it's whoever wins this title this year, uh, it will be an easier title compared to, la- you know, previous years. Uh, but there's no, there, you know, there's no traveling. There's nothing all that, but yeah. Anyway, let's not go down. <laughs> Great name here. Steve Beer God says, mm, instead of name. Sham God, Beer God. What teams, as currently constructed, do you think are most likely to fall out of the playoffs next season in the West? So, playoff teams. Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Thunder, Mavericks, and then the Blazers. I think the Thunder seem to be a lock to fall out of the playoffs. Yeah. It just seems like they're going in the direction of rebuild, and they could vie for the playoffs again if they wanted to and re-up some of these guys, but it seems like they're going to try to do a Chris Paul trade, trade off Dennis Schroeder like we talked about before. You know, I th- It looks like they're going in that direction of a rebuild. They're, they're changing their coach out. And so I think that team is a lock. The Warriors are going to probably come take their spot pretty quick. Do you see any yeah. of those other teams falling out? Because it's hard for me to see any of those teams falling out of the playoffs. No, I mean, yeah, I think it's easier to say which ones are locks. I mean, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, I mean, you want to say Nuggets because, I mean, they're young and they're great. Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Warriors, for me, those are all four locks, like guaranteed. And I'll I'll put Dallas in there too. So let's just say those are five locks. Then you're looking at, I think Houston's a wild card. That's hard not to put Houston and Utah as locks. I mean, man. Well, here's the thing with Houston. Like, what the heck do they do this offseason? If they get rid of D'Antoni, like, I I understand that, like, James Harden is otherworldly. But if they get rid of D'Antoni, what system are they running? Does Westbrook suck even more? Does this new system, like, does the new system help their small ball? Like, I just don't know what that looks like for them next year. I mean, you want to call them a lock, but Portland, if they're healthy, uh, I mean, they should be right there again. So, uh, but in Utah, they have to figure out what they're going to do with with Gobert and Mitchell. I mean, Mitchell's going to be there, but you assume that they're going to be back too. So it's wild to try and think of any of these teams as, you know, falling out right now, but you have Memphis, Phoenix, San Antonio, Sacramento, and new Orleans, especially new Orleans. If you get everybody healthy, like all those teams on the cusp, it's going to be, and then Minnesota with towns and D'Angelo Russell with the, you know, the first pick, whatever they do with that, if they trade it, it's going to be wild in the West next year. There's one team that's tanking next year and that's the thunder probably. So Man, San Antonio. I think San Antonio is gonna suck, but yeah, but we always hope that. So that's true. We do. So yeah, the Thunder are lock. I think for sure to fall out just by their own design. Other than that, man, it, oh, that's so tough. I would say Portland. That'd be my pick to drop out. To drop out. Yeah, it's hard. We got to see how things are uh, constructed. 
uh, over the offseason. Sater says, can we take a moment on this podcast and appreciate Satu Sabali? Isaac, move out of the way. Satu Sabali is a number two pick by the Dallas Wings this past offseason, and she has been amazing. She's been so awesome to watch. She is like... This, she's a unicorn in her own right. She's versatile. She's 6'4", so she's like center size in the WNBA, but she can handle the ball. Her her jump shot is is not efficient right now at all, but she's proven that she can hit jumpers, and so once her jump shot comes around, she's just unstoppable. She's taken, she's taken to the basket and just absolutely finishing around people with her long reach in a way that we haven't really seen in the WNBA too much, and she should win the Rookie of the Year. I don't know if she will, but... Man, Satu Sabli has been absolutely awesome for the Wings. So there you go. I took a moment to appreciate her, and you guys should too. She's awesome. Stop. <laughs> she she is. Uh, oh, hey, Ross says, any chance of Dallas going after Oladipo in a trade instead of waiting for free agency? Do something like Hardaway Jr. and Wright plus the two picks this year for Oladipo. Yes. Yes. I, I honestly do. I, th- I think if, if Indiana... And that and that's such a unique situation too. It's I don't want to compare it to like Porzingis that much, but not every team in the world's gonna trade for Oladipo because he is gonna he's gonna be unrestricted. It's not like he's a restricted free agent. It's not like he's you know he's gonna be unrestricted. So you're gonna have to find they're, if they trade him, you're gonna have to find a, a situation with a team that's willing to take a swing, but it's also a team that thinks maybe they could re-sign him and. Dallas fits that mold perfect in the sense of hey they can you can swing for it and even if you attach some you know, a couple of you know assets to it okay if he walks he walks then you just you just have the cap space in 2021 you can try to you know replace it there's so many other names yeah so it's yeah I think where it gets tricky is if they they try to attach bigger contracts and how much of you know the risk and stuff but yeah I mean I honestly if you look at some type of package of Tim Hardaway, both the picks. Um, I I don't think it would be a Delon. I think you'd have to be giving up something else in that, like either a Seth Curry or a Maxi or whatever whatever it is. But yeah, I think Dallas will be interested. I think Dallas's name will be thrown out there if they entertain offers for Oladipo. Yeah, I I would definitely be down for that risk. I mean, it makes the team better next season. And you still have the opportunity if Oladipo walks. Like, say Oladipo is great. Then you re-sign him. You have his rights. You know, you have the, the right to be able to re-sign him for that you know, huge deal or whatever if he proves to be worth it, if the injuries aren't going to hamper him too much. And then if he walks, you still have the money to go after Giannis still or go after Kawhi or go after Paul George or whoever. I mean, I'm yeah. down for that. If the, Basically, the risk is only Tim Hardaway Jr. and, you know, the two picks. I'm yeah. d- I'm down for taking that risk. That's not a too big of a risk for me. You know, it kind of is the Mavericks' only trade chips right now. But I think that that is definitely worth it. Do the do the Pacers do that? I don't know. If, unless they know that Oladipo is going to walk, I think maybe they do that. We've seen stars get traded for much less. I mean, we we thought Paul George mm-hmm. got traded for much less when it was Oladipo and Sabonis. So, yeah, I, I think that. Yeah, that would be really interesting. All right, there we go. Oladipo, the- Indiana connection with Mark Cuban. Oh, true. Next to Luca. True. There's, there's a lot of. Lot. Anyway, true. The one more thinking always, guys. That's it for the podcast. We will be back on Monday unless something crazy happens over the weekend. We appreciate you guys getting in your questions. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.